Can, you, can you send Alan? Can you send some of that over this way, please? Uh, nope, all mine. Why? Oh, why not? Because I want your fire to consume you. <laughs> but, but, mm, and we need nope. to we need to put Quit it out. Whining. Quit whining. We didn't Be start the fire. Be consumed by the fire. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. It's always been burning as the world's been turning. For maybe those of you, you just tuning in, there is a terrific thunderstorm over on Alan's end of things. I want him to send it over here, and he's being greedy and won't share. No, it's you should have you should have thought ahead of time and got a fireproof house. Oh. Terrasim's fireproof houses. <laughs> Dustin, yeah, I, I, <laughs> Dustin, make Alan share. This is also, the part where I have to admit I've accepted some money to uh, that, a, a sponsorship deal. Jerusalem fireproof houses. The thunderclap was uh, so appropriate. <laughs> okay, I accepted. A I've accepted a sponsorship deal. <laughs> no thunder with that one. At least that we could hear. There. Anyway, hello everyone, and welcome back to Undercooked Analysis. For you, it might have been maybe a week or maybe two weeks, depending on where this gets spaced out. For us, it's been four years. <laughs> Ever since the what we had to wait until the radioactive clouds let some sun in. It's true. Yeah. So enjoy your first post nuke episode of um, Undercooked Analysis. So, like I said, Alan is being uh, assaulted by rad storms, and he won't send any over here. Yeah. Well, all hail Overlord Trump, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of which, um, or not Overlord Trump, but speaking of Fallout, we've all managed to reconnect the signals, and uh, I'm broadcasting now from my uh, my hovel here in the ruins of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, there are ghouls everywhere, but luckily they're not all feral, so it works out fine. I'm just racist against ghouls. I'm your host, David King. Um, somewhere out there in the in the Kansas wasteland is Alan Cheney. Hi, I have five arms now. That's pretty great. And um, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> rad. It was a sense of humor died uh, along with the rest of the community. Uh, along with my soul. You know when the bombs fell in yeah 2077. And uh, over uh, in an undisclosed, a further undisclosed location. I mean, so secret, no one really knows where he is. For all we know, he could be broadcasting from the North Pole. Uh, it's uh, Dustin Koski. Hello, from Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. If you are broadcasting from the North Pole, it really would be Chilling Tales. Mm. <laughs> Except the North Pole is on would, fire. It would, but, it would be warm, <laughs> but it would be warmer than Wisconsin, which is where I'm actually broadcasting from. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not as sorry as I am. Oh. Wisconsin. That's my lightning and thunder. There's no thunder here. There's no lightning here. You know what? There is misery and fire and no water. And less. Anyway, uh, we're going to read a story today for you because we love you all so much. And I, I, I think you're all right. <laughs> Dustin. Hmm? What do you think of these people? People? Oh, that's generous. 
<laughs> what do you think, one guy listening to this? How's it going, Dead Palette? <laughs> My name is Dead Palette. You're scum. <laughs> I feel like I'm, that was just me doing an impression of Slimey's doing an impression of Dead Palette. <laughs> doing an impression of Mr. Creepypasta. If I was going to... I'm not going to go there. Oh, not even going to try. You're scoom. That's a... that's Mr. Creepypasta. Hold on. I have, I have an impression of Dead Palette too. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Ew! No! <laughs> no! We can get our we can get our dicks out for Harambe, but not for Dead Palette. <laughs> All right. So we are reading a story called bathroom anxiety it is a 7.8 on creepypasta.com and i i only sort of trust that after huntsville camping trip oh i don't believe that i don't trust that at all it could be it could mean anything and it is written by infamous writer and the whole it's a little long mike mcdee a little well, long, not, little not too long. long. We'll, a lot of short paragraphs. We'll leave, we'll live. We can. We'll do what we. The always estimated see. reading time is twelve minutes thirty one seconds. So we'll be here for three hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, without further ado, um, well, first of all, is anyone else here familiar with this story? Nope. Why well, I'm familiar with having bathroom no. anxiety, but. I don't. But... We all have a little bit every so often. Like you know, you feel a certain rumble in your intestines, and you're like, great. Uh, no, I'm not going to. Oh, tell uh, I will. I will say that uh, on Sunday, I and two other friends uh, in something that's going to be going up on the on the Allen Hour uh, ate the world's hottest pepper. Whoa! Yeah, we How each ate a Carolina Reaper, and the next day uh, we gave each other we we were in a ch- we're in a. Uh, Group text about how our poops were going. <laughs> the fieriest poops, I imagine. Uh, they they happened every hour on the hour throughout the day, and <laughs> they were all like lava coming out of my ass. Oh God! <laughs> so those were several Allen hours you wish were very different. <laughs> yes, hyper realistic lava. <laughs> I drank Pompeii. And Pompeii is certainly what's coming out the other end. All right, let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about bathroom anxiety. Yay! Sure we can't talk about my poop. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that's. Uh, look, if there's going to be any podcast that talks about poo, it's uh, Radio Joe Brendo Rogans. Man. Shout out to Radio Brendo Man. They also have amazingly long, rambly podcasts. Phil and Brendo. The Joe right. Rogan experience talks about that a lot because he's a health nut, and when you're a health nut, it comes up sooner or later. Everybody poops. It's true. Yeah, but they talk about it. That's anyway. <laughs> uh, so, who wants to start bathroom anxiety? You know what? I'm feeling adventurous. You're also feeling the after effects of the lava, I'm sure. But... Oh, yeah. No, it's I can't sit down. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll sit. go second. 
Okay. okay. So so I was gonna say stand and deliver, Alan. Miss <laughs> <clears throat> Hansen is quitting her job at the end of the school year. She's only taught fourth grade for three years, but she's already had enough. She's had enough of the clueless administrators who've never set foot inside a classroom telling her how to do her job. She's had enough of the brainless, irresponsible, and self-righteous parents refusing to punish their spawn even when they hit their teachers or trash, trash the classrooms. Most of all, she's had enough of the violent, thieving, vandalizing, foul-mouthed, and ungrateful little brats that fill Winterfield Elementary. In its youth, the school had suffered through a number of rat and cockroach infestations, but as far as Miss Hansen is concerned, the diseased vermin never left. They just got bigger and learned to talk back. Wow, that's some fucking setup. <laughs> this is someone who should not have this job? <laughs> yeah. This, this is straight out of Taxi Driver, and it's an elementary school teacher. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I've seen enough Taxi Driver to know where this is going. You know what this reminds me of already? There's a, there's a Stephen King story, Suffer the Little Children. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I wonder if it's going to be anything like that. There's also a Stephen King story, uh, something about a tiger's, where a tiger is in the bathroom and it kills the teacher. So maybe that, too. <laughs> there's that. It could also be the moving finger. Well, now I'm going to be disappointed if there isn't a tiger. <laughs> Every story is much improved by a tiger. And Shaquille O'Neal. How about Shaquille O'Neal riding a tiger? Uh. <laughs> okay, so let before okay, so I think we are you back at half mast? Oh yeah. Okay, good. She was enthusiastic in the beginning, anxious to help young kids grow and develop. Now she's thankful that her husband divorced her before she could get pregnant. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh man, I like this already. Oh man. She never smiles at children, never speaks kindly to them, and it's no surprise when she frowns at little Zach Tobin as he pokes his head through the classroom door. Miss Hansen is a pretty woman of 25, but her eyes are cold and blue and can freeze children into little terror-stricken statues. For this particular boy, she was very special, extra mean frown, where her eyes would almost vanish into tiny blue slits, and the lines of her mouth... Uh, 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 <clears throat> And the lines in her smooth face suddenly cut so deep that she ages another 50 years. <laughs> Zach Tobin is confident that she hates him more than anything in the world. This feels like Roald Dahl wrote it while he's in Matilda mode or something. I feel like this is caught somewhere between uh, Roald Dahl's like, children's work and the work he wrote for things like Switch Bitch. Um, but... I'll, read I'll read these next two because they're short. Okay. How come... Can I just can I just say she's only twenty five? Yes. It's Damn. Incredibly jaded and divorced. And right. has been teaching for three three years? Uh she's quitting her job. Three years. Yeah, three, yeah. only three years. So she's okay. She started teaching at twenty two. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> the, the thunder agrees. That's absurd. Well she was that was a there was a different economy then. Miss Hansen is still reading to the class about Paul Revere. Me and that horsey and a quart of beer. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. She stops in the middle of her sentence and snaps. You've been gone for 15 minutes. You little shit. 
Zack opens his mouth to explain, but she doesn't let him. She tells him to sit down and stay in his seat after the bell rings. Yvette Lewis snickers. Timmy Morris whispers something to the boy next to him. All eyes are on Zack as he slinks down to the rightmost aisle to his seat, directly in front of Miss Hanson's desk. She moved him there the first day of school so she could keep a closer eye on him at all times. Last year, Mrs. Wright had told her about his enrollment in the gifted program, which means he isn't quite right in the head. He'd heard Mrs. Wright say so in the office once. Zack plops into his seat and stares at his desktop with his hands in his lap. Miss Hansen has her students take turns reading from their history books out loud until this <clears throat> until the end of class. Everyone is out the door and down the hall before the bell has finished ringing. And everyone, but everyone. Zach. Okay. Oh. Wait. Everyone. One, one, two, three. Everyone, everyone but Zach. But Zach. <laughs> That's going to sound great with all the Skype delays. Ah, uh, you know, I think we do relatively okay Skype, Skype delays aside, you know? Okay, I'm yep. ready to read Everyone But Zach now. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Everyone <laughs> But Zach. <laughs> Thank you. Miss <laughs> <sighs> Hansen spends a few minutes organizing the children's papers, like she always does at the end of the day. Zack knows this because she's kept him after school roughly twice a week since the start of the school year for drawing in class, not paying attention, talking to other kids, or asking questions that she didn't like. When she's finished, she sighs, rubs her eyes, then finally looks up from her work and leans forward with her hands together at the center of the desk. She doesn't speak for five long seconds. Do you want to lose your bathroom privileges, she says. Zack shakes his head. No, ma'am. This is the second time you've abused them. Where exactly do you go when you say you need to go to the bathroom? The the bathroom. And do you know that there is a bathroom right up the hall? Or do you walk all the way home and use your own? Zach's eyes fall back to his desktop. You better answer me, she says, before I kick your butt up to the principal's office. And I'll pass it from here. The boy tries to make eye contact and fails. I don't like the bathroom, he finally says. You don't like it? What is that supposed to mean? Just where exactly do you relieve yourself, then? I used the bathroom in Miss Wright's hall last time. Skip was cleaning it today, so I went to the one in the auditorium. Miss Hansen covers her face and sighs again. Zack, she says in a softer tone. You go in, you do your business, and you leave. You don't have to like anything about where you do it as long as you do it and stop disrupting my class. You ass. <laughs> Zack looks up at Miss Hansen with eyes like a five-year-old freshly wakened from a nightmare. It's a look the teacher is unprepared for and her anger vanishes for a moment. The noises scare me, Zack says. I don't like going in there. What noises? In the wall, scratching and other stuff. Miss Hansen heard the stories about the infestations in her student teaching days. She researched the period out of curiosity and found photographs that still make her shudder in remembrance. Tiny armies of goosebumps crawl across Miss Hansen's skin. What kind of other stuff, she asks. Zack's face turns white like he's about to fade away before her eyes. 
He says nothing. Miss Hansen sighs. She leads him to the boys' bathroom up the hall and around the corner and goes inside. It's a regular public bathroom, two long white tile walls, a large multi-user sink, and a mirror along one, four urinals, and two cubicles along the other. Richie Sawyer is standing at the nearest urinal. He looks over his shoulder, sees Miss Hansen, zips up, and runs out the door with a wet spot on the front of his pants. Yeah! We have another pasta where someone pees on their pants. (laughs) Are you keeping score? It's young Mikey Piss Pants. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Mikey Piss Pants. Are we at me? Is that what's happening? Yeah, we're at you. Uh, how are we? How are we feeling about this story so far? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, me too. It, Miss it, is, is the setup of Miss Hansen so far is the best part. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Poor Zach. It's pretty compelling. Yeah. Uh, the bathroom is empty now. Nothing looks or feels or smells out of place. <laughs> but you're it's in a mess. Quiet. So a boys' yeah. room. So. It's quiet. I don't hear anything, Zach, Miss Hansen says. Zach says nothing. He refuses to step beyond arm's reach of the door. Where do you usually hear the noises, Miss Hansen says. Zach points to the furthest wall. A single tile has fallen out of place, leaving a fist-sized square hole in the wall, two feet up from the floor. Miss Hansen walks to the back of the bathroom, kneels down, and peeks through the hole. It is pitch dark on the other side. Hmm... Miss Hansen sends Zack home and tells Principal Sinclair about the hole, igniting one of his long-winded stories about the history of the building. Afterwards, she packs up her things, digs a drawing out of her desk that Zack made during lecture, instead of paying attention, and heads across the campus to give it to Miss Wiley before going home, an insistent request made by Mr. and Mrs. Tobin when they learned Miss Hansen had been throwing them out. She's quick about it because yeah. she hates talking. Yeah, take one more. <laughs> She's quick about it because she hates talking to the bubbly art teacher for more than a minute, especially about the drawing being delivered. <laughs> I really hope this is just a story about a terrible person. <laughs> I'm getting the like. There's really nothing. There's really nothing horrific going on. It's just a. It's just a roll again. A roll doll character, pretty much. From, from yeah, there's, that, there's a hole in a bathroom. Yeah. Scary. And you know if somebody's this much of a jerk, they're they're just really setting them up. They're putting them in the crosshairs. Yeah. Pulling the bolt back on the <laughs> rifle. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a creative boy, Miss Wiley had once said once. And that imagination of his can get out of control. He needs a healthy artistic outlet. That's what our counselor told me, Miss Hansen had replied. About a boy in my class who went to the office for exposing himself at recess. Whoa, what? <laughs> Was this during her school days? <laughs> Miss Hansen glances down at this drawing unexpe- instinctively as she drops it on the art teacher's desk. Nothing but a la- lattice of ugly black lines forming a series of white squares. One square right in the middle has been covered with two thick coats of black crayon. A yellow circle sits in the middle of the black square only partly covered in, colored in. Normally a child scribbles fill Miss Hansen with pity or amusement when she can't figure out what she's looking at. Zach Tobin's drawing fills her with unease instead. Miss Hansen has a brief word with Miss Wiley. Very brief. 
then goes home, grades her papers, fixes dinner for one, and reads until bedtime. She's she's grateful when the weekend comes. She gets her grading out of the way Saturday morning and spends the day in her garden grooming the flowers and napping in the sun. And there's a page break there, so that's interesting. Hmm. On Monday, Zach goes on two bathroom breaks during class and comes back within three minutes both times. Miss Hanson is relieved to see the boy has grown up enough to use the hall bathroom again. Even better, she never has to scold him for anything all day. Miss Hanson realizes she hasn't made eye contact with her all he hasn't made eye contact with her all day. Even during lecture, he simply stares zombie like at his desk. She recognizes the guilty look on his face and wonders if he's done something bad that she'd somehow missed. At second recess, Miss Hansen rummages through Zach Tobin's desk for anything incriminating. His textbooks are all there, most of them dog-eared and carelessly crammed into the lower shelf. She wedges a comic book out from between the history and reading books, one she told him twice before to leave at home, and tosses it on her desk. All right. The upper shelf holds a battered box of worn-out crayons. A crumpled sheet of drawing paper has been jammed to the back along with handfuls of other junk, which Miss Hansen takes the liberty of clearing out. She uncrumples the paper out of curiosity and finds another unfinished drawing on it. Something in the pit of her stomach squirms. Two figures scribbled in black and brown, a small and pathetic one wadded up in the arms of a larger one. The latter is gangly and crooked like a dead tree and has long, dark scribbles on its head to represent a woman's hair. Its face wears a gnarled, toothy smile drawn from ear to ear, and the eyes are yellow and uneven with tiny black specks at the center. It looks like something that was going to be human and then missed its mark at the last minute. The background is colored in with black, but he ran out of crayon near the bottom right corner, which is still white. Three minutes slip by unnoticed. What are you doing? Mrs. Tanita says from the classroom door. Miss Hansen nearly screams, Don't sneak up on me like that! <laughs> she says as Mrs. Tanita giggles, What do you want? I need to borrow your three-hole punch. Miss uh, Hansen shoves the drawing in the trash and gives her three-hole puncher to her neighbor. Was Zach Tobin acting weird in science today? She asks. <laughs> Where's Harvey Dent? <laughs> Where are the other drugs going? Go to my bathroom. Mrs. Tanita shakes her head. No more than usual. Why? There's probably nothing, Miss Hansen says. Mrs. Tanita smiles again and leaves. At the end of the day, Miss Hansen tells Zach that she cleaned out his desk for him, then gives his comic back and tells him not to bring it to school again. He nods, saying nothing, and heads for the door. He neither looks nor asks for the drawing she threw away. Okay. Kind of waiting for this to pick up. Yeah, same. Getting a little drawn out, yeah. Yeah. Drawn out. Ha! 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 <laughs> Comedy. Your turn, <laughs> laughing boy. Miss Hansen has a bad dream Monday night. It scares her enough that she damns Zach Tobin to hell for it. Whoa! What the fuck is this chick's problem? Whoa! Literally, she does that. It's no wonder she was divorced, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was 3 a.m., so she calls Zach Tobin to tell him what a terrible person he <laughs> is. 
She does this every every morning. <laughs> she remember. She remembers a blanket of darkness enveloping her. The bitter stench of urine, mold, and dust were so crisp and clear that she swears she was actually in the horrid place and not dreaming at all. She remembers her eyes adjusting just enough to see a wrinkled cavern wall. She remembers the cold air wrapping its depraved arms around her, fondling her skin as a wave of greasy fur and needy paws ran across her hands and her feet. I think that doesn't quite have the tone I think the author was going for. Yeah. With needy paws and... Yeah, that's a... Mm, depraved yeah. arms. Her eyes fully adjusted to the shadows at one point near the end, and that's when she heard the sounds. Clumps of earth trickling in onto the ground and the muffled grating of nails against dirt and stone. The wall ahead of her was crumbling at the center. She moved in to get a closer look at a fist-sized hole formed. She peered into the blackness beyond. The voice came about then, sweet and gleeful like an old woman welcoming her grandchildren and something yellow and evil peered back at her through the hole and brought her to sleep to a screeching halt at 3 a.m. It's fortunate she woke up at 3 a.m. because she needed to call Zach Tobin and <laughs> tell him what a terrible little boy he's been. And the voice said is, This is your alarm clock. Wake up. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Hansen's, Hansen's oh. ears are ringing, but she doesn't remember screaming. She wakes up herself up at 3 a.m. just to make sure she's cranky all day. <laughs> yeah. Then she has an excuse. She never drinks coffee either. Um, all right, one sec. Collecting myself. There we go. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon? Yourself. Yeah. So, is this you, Dustin? Or did... Yeah. Oh. All day Tuesday, Miss Hansen is in an awful mood. She's barely had five hours of sleep because of the dream, and she's developed a headache that refuses to go away. She's not civil with anyone, child or adult. She starts by giving Mr. Snyder a nasty glare in the teacher's lounge and mutters something regrettable to him when he asks sarcastically if anything interesting happened yesterday. Damn, all the teachers are kind of dicks to each other, or they must be. Yvette... Yvette Lewis titters with a classmate during lecture, and Miss Hansen gets right up, right in her face, and threatens to send her to detention if she doesn't keep her mouth shut. Yvette is quiet and teary-eyed until the bell rings, and Mrs. Tanita finds her bawling about, about it at recess. Miss Hansen has two more incidents like this before second recess, and when the children come back in, they're too scared to do much of anything without a permission. Timmy Morris doesn't come back at all and goes straight to the principal's office instead. After, mm. granting, after granting Zach's request for a bathroom break, break, just like clockwork, Miss Hansen gives everyone a reading assignment, if only to get a little peace and quiet. She finally begins to relax, but her headache is returned in full force. She leaves the children to go to the nurse's office for some aspirin. The nurse is in the hall and around the corner, just past the bathroom. She makes it as far as the drinking fountain, two classrooms up the hall. What? She hisses. The hell do you think you're doing? Zach Tobin is frozen like a tasteless statue. What? 
Oh, he stands on his tiptoes at the drinking fountain with his hands at his crotch in the midst of unzipping his pants. His <laughs> eyes bulge until the strain of raging ri- until they strain out raging rivers of tears. He begins to cry. It's the last straw. Miss Hansen grabs his wrist and drags him around the corner like a squealing suitcase. She throws <laughs> open the boys' room door, then just as effortlessly bowls Zack inside. Bowls <laughs> inside. Oh, God, my bowls. It... Don't, don't come out until you grow up, she shrieks and slams the door. <laughs> She holds it closed for a minute and they and listens to his panicked whines as his little fist banging against the other side. It only infuriates her more. Mmm. I don't like using the C word often. Which 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 one? What a child. <laughs> but this is a really crappy person. Um <laughs> Then he cries and snivels for another minute, and finally he goes quiet. It turns out that room was completely airtight. For some reason, it was a design flaw, and she just suffocated a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, she says to herself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Miss Hanson realizes at that point that the clusters of children are standing at the classroom doors all along the length of the hallway, watching her with horrified and confused looks on their faces. Some of them are accompanied by their equally shocked and bewildered teachers. Yes! Miss Han- Hanson feels herself shrink to just about three inches high. She clears her throat and diverts her eyes elsewhere, continuing down the hall to the nurse's office. Yeah, you run away! <laughs> well... Can we safely say Miss Hansen is the worst person we've ever read about? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, they're doing a good job making her completely despicable. It'd be nice if something happened. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if something, anything happened. Yeah. Uh, Miss Hansen has left her class unattended for a little over ten minutes, and the hallway is now thankfully deserted. On her way back to the nurse's off from the nurse's office, she stops outside the boys' room door and wonders if Zach Tobin is still cowering in there. The memory of how he refused to look her in the eye yesterday delivers a sharp kick to her stomach and convinces her to check on him. She opens the door a crack and pokes her head inside. Zach! She says gently. Sweetie, are you still there? (laughs) Grainy shuffling like sandy boots on concrete. Then silence. And then, of text and accent like sandy cheeks on concrete... Well, howdy there, SpongeBob. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I apologize for that one. We accept your apology. Miss Hanson leads further inside and starts to call again, and then she, when she hears a sob, she steps slowly inside until she has a full view of the bathroom. The back wall grabs her immediate attention. It is... Somehow partially collapsed, forming a gaping black hole two feet wide and high. Broken wall tiles and flakes of plaster are scattered on the floor at the mouth. Another sob. More shuffling. Miss Hansen stands stiff at the door, much like Zack did the previous week. She swallows a lump in her throat and steps forward uh, toward the cubicles, pushing the door inward and finding both deserted. Something moves inside the wall, just inside the hole. 
Miss Hansen gets goosebumps again, and the stench of sewage and decay creeps into her nostrils. She's certain no little boy would hide in a scary place like that. Miss Hansen steps over to the mouth of the little cave and kneels down to peer inside. Just how far does it go? Her eyes can't adjust, but it seems to be a long, wide space crudely dug out of the plaster and concrete between two classrooms. The walls of the cave and the loose tiles scattered on the floor bear hideous chisel-like scratch marks. More, more movement directly ahead and another sob in Zach Tobin's voice. Miss Hansen peers into the darkness and can almost see a form thrashing and struggling inside. Zach, where are you? Miss Hansen says. She's about to crawl in after him when she hears the laugh. Feminine, gleeful, and very close. Two huge yellow eyes and a gnarled, toothy grin dimly reflect the bathroom light, staring at her from the shadows like a nightmarish Cheshire cat. Miss Hansen is grabbing for the bathroom door handle moments later. Hmm. Are we scared? Eh. Eh. I mean, it's not a bad image. I kind of like that it's just only dimly seen, you know? My brain just thought to scroll down to see how much of this story is left. Almost there. I, uh, I'm like, oh, hey, this is just getting stuck. Oh, wow. It's almost over. <laughs> yep, we're good. Um, uh, and then there's a page break. And <laughs> there are three children and seven faculty members in the office, including Principal Sinclair and Mr. Snyder. When Miss Hansen bursts through the doors... She babbles and screams and bawls, violently flailing her arms. Her eyes are intense red and flowing wet and unblinking. She tries to explain what happened to Zach Tobin in the boys' room. She tries, but only gibberish comes out. Mr. Snyder and two others pin her onto the bench by the front desk until she calms down. Miss Hanson's eyes roll around in their sockets, and then she faints. Sinclair tells the secretary to call an ambulance. One of the children is crying. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh witch, the wicked witch. The, eye, the, the mental image I get when someone's eyes are rolling around in their sockets, it's very cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Miss Hansen becomes a permanent resident of the North Hill Psychiatric Center. <laughs> no one ever knows what happened to Zach Tobin. Whenever someone asks Miss Hansen, she shakes her head violently covers her face and hyperventilates until she faints. She never speaks again and outright refuses to go into any bathroom. <laughs> Principal Sinclair finds the hole in the boys' room and has a carpenter hastily seal it up. Life's go- life goes on at Winterfield Elementary as if nothing happened. and Nothing did! And that's what? it. See, what they don't what realize is that Zach Coben was just taken by the Demogorgon. <laughs> that's all that happened. You seem to get a psychic 11-year-old to come help you out. Or no, she's 12. But her name is 11. Anyway, uh, that was okay. Yeah. I, I thought that's a really... Blank. Other than our somewhat <laughs> compelling protagonist, it's kind of predictable where that was going, that you, she wouldn't believe that there's something... that there's any... Uh, grounds to the boys issues and she's going to be punished for it oh yeah it's, i mean it's completely it's predictable i mean it's it's written i think pretty competently and um yeah. 
And I actually like some of the images when it comes to like the way people are dealing with other people. This Miss Hansen is very characterized. The bit about the kid peeing into the water fountain because he's so scared to go into the bathroom is kind of a neat, neat little vignette image on its own. But, I mean, in terms of it being a scary story, we, we've all seen no. this before. That's, yeah. It's rough. It's, it's, it's pretty boilerplate. Yeah. Just, mm, it's, it's all, that's why I say it's all right. You know, it's ultimately, it's kind of, it doesn't succeed in what it tries to do. But I commend it for the things it does okay, or it does well. You know what yeah. I mean? Anyway. She gets, she gets off surprisingly light. See, I'm surprised that, I, I, well, I'm a little surprised that Zach got it worse than she did. That is a good point. Yeah. Normally yeah. this would just be a setup to punish the teacher and nope. Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, um, the guy who wrote this, uh, Mike McDee, um, I have covered another of one of his stories, uh, Whispers, on Midnight Marinera, and I actually found that a very a very good story. And I've read a few of these before, uh, not this one, but um, from what I've read before, like I think Ma- I think uh, Mac D is a good author. He's a good writer, but this maybe isn't one of his stronger. This isn't one of his stronger stories for sure. Yeah, inspiration. That's what it lacks. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little samey. But again, I think Mac D does a good job. I really thoroughly enjoyed Whispers. If anybody out there is curious, you can listen to Midnight Marinera's ap- adaptation of that episode on um, on Midnight Marinera. So um, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Mike's website. Yeah. I see references to other stories involving Winterfield Elementary. So. Oh, interesting. Students like he. This is the least interesting one, I'd imagine. Yeah. It, uh, hmm. Yeah, it, it, was, it was it was okay. Yeah, it's it's again, it's so it's okay. Yeah. Straight up okay. Uh, I give Ooh, it. There's a spinoff of Whispers. I'm gonna have to look into that. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so I guess we really don't have much to say about this one, apart from what has already been said. Freshest rating? I, eh. I would have even liked it better if it got really tacky and bad. Even that <laughs> would have been, Even if, like, she has to fight the thing, or it turns... Or it gets gory or tasteless or something. In order, not... to, in order to save Zach Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball comes oh. back with the baseball bat with nails stuck through. Oh, all right, I'll save you, Zach. She says as she reluctantly goes to save him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Well, um, I think this might be a good place to call it as any. Uh, as always, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Um, Alan, thank you for providing um, the the thunderstorm. Yeah, no problem. The occasional background thunder was a nice touch. Even if it was, even if it could be better used for a different story. Yep. And Dustin, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again. And um, I'm sure if people want to hear more of the stuff you're involved in, they can go give the Chilling Tales podcast a listen, or visit YouTube slash user slash Chilling Tales WI. 
I learned our URL. You did it. I did my homework. You did it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but yeah, Chilling Tales is good times. Midnight Marinara, also good times. If you guys are fans of Undercooked Analysis and you're not listening to Midnight Marinara, you make me sad. Go listen to it right now. Anyway, good night. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.